Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. You are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, which means you are a member of the Entree Architect community. Join us on Facebook at the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. It's the most interactive, most supportive, and encouraging, the most positive place on the internet for small firms. Come join us. It's free at entrearchitect.com slash group. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business. As a small firm entrepreneur architect, this is episode 232. And this week, I'm speaking with Demetrius Lynch of Spaces Podcast, and we're talking about sharing your story of architecture. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and much more at RCAT.com, FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work that you love. And Gusto. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy to get things right. Demetrius Lynch, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's great having you here. Uh, Demetrius Lynch is an architecture graduate from Ca California State Polytechnic University in uh, Pomona. He's a licensed architect in the state of California. 
Uh, he's practiced both domestically and internationally in various types of uh, architecture, but with a main focus on residential. Uh, he's lead and well-accredited professional. Well, I haven't heard of well, but well de- de- denotes expertise and a commitment to advancing human health and wellness in buildings and communities. Uh, and Demetrius recently started a podcast, which is why he's here. I want to talk about that. The podcast is called Spaces Podcast, which, which aims to promote the greater building industry to the public through the lens of examining the effects of societal changes on, on the design and construction of spaces throughout history and into the future. So this is a real architecture podcast talking about architecture, unlike this podcast that talks mostly about business and everything except architecture to architects. <laughs> so, so Demetrius, I love having you here. This is going to be a great conversation. Um, I told our listeners a little bit about you, but I want you to sort of fill in the blanks, tell us your origin story, go back to where you discovered architecture, what inspired you uh, on this path, and give us that story to where you find yourself today. Yeah. So uh, again, thank you very much for the for the intro and for having me on. Um, kind of going back, it's it's a little bit of an interesting story. We, uh, as a kid, I uh, grew up in Compton, California. Um, are you familiar with Compton by yeah. chance? Yeah, I know Compton. Yep. So for uh, any of your listeners that may not be aware, it's a uh, urban, uh, I guess, considered now urban city uh, in southern Los Angeles County. Uh, California. And it basically became kind of prominently known um, amongst the the growth of a, of a rap group called NWA, uh, Dr. Dre, Easy, Ice Cube, um, that represented Compton. Um, and it became sort of uh, iconic in kind of the gang rap culture, um, uh, gang activity, uh, crime, things like that. Um, so I was born there and born in 1983, uh, right in the middle of where a lot of this was kind of the stuff that they were talking about was kind of uh, coming up in Compton. So I became, uh, you know, initially subconsciously aware of the effect of your environment, your built environment on people. And as I grew up, I became kind of more hyper aware of that situation and that relationship. But um, kind of simultaneously, as most of us um, would attest to, uh, I was very creative, um, very into making things. My my mom taught me how to draw, um, playing with Legos. Uh, She let me draw on the walls in my room, uh, things like that. So I was I was always interested in making things and I kind of started to go down a path of, of what I thought would be um, illustration. Uh, so comic books, uh, cartoons, whatnot. Um, but I went to a school called Marcus Garvey, which is in uh, Los Angeles as well. And that school was actually um, a, a private school that was geared towards uh, a predominantly uh, African-American um, attendees. And the school was basically geared towards teaching the students about uh, black history um, as well as the normal curriculum. So we learned Swahili, um, African history, and uh, everything else under sun. I think we had like 16 subjects that we would go through over a semester. Um, so in, within that curriculum, well, I think around third grade, 
we uh, started to focus in on Egypt and uh, the history of Egypt and the um, mythology. So within that course, um, they, they introduced uh, Imhotep, who was actually considered one of the first named architects and in some circles considered a god of architecture. Um, we learned about pyramids and uh, specifically what he uh, was considered to attribute to uh, contribute was the step pyramid. And from that point, that was my first introduction to architecture. And um, I was simultaneously learning uh, or really enjoying math. And someone, someone at some point told me basically drawing and math adds up to architecture. <laughs> right. <laughs> Creativity so, plus math equals architecture. Exactly. Uh, so in combination with this this kind of mythical figure of Imhotep, uh, it just seemed like a really cool path to take. So as far back as I can remember, architecture had always been uh, a direction for me. Um, ended up at Cal Poly Pomona, had kind of a up and down um, school experience or educational experience there. Um, because I kind of spread myself a little thin, I was involved in the Greek system, um, which I don't regret at all. It, it really helped me come out of my shell a little bit more, uh, helped develop my leadership skills and, and the ability to kind of um, do a lot of different things. Uh, finally graduated right in the middle of uh, the economic downturn, uh, but I was able to find work, um, but shortly after got laid off, um, ended up, uh, working at a sporting goods store part-time while doing a little bit of architecture where I could get it and then bounced around, uh, over the next few years of my career with a, a firm that was uh, residential based, um, then did a year of retail focus and then another firm that was residential based and, uh, finally got to a point where, um, I decided that, you know, I wanted to take a crack at uh, doing my own thing. So I'm in the process of, of starting my own firm right now. I haven't officially launched, but um, that's in the works and simultaneously uh, developing and kind of growing the podcast. That's, that's for one, congratulations on launching the new firm. That's, that's, oh, that's a big step and a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah. So uh, I hope you're part of the Entree Architect community because those guys over there will definitely uh, help you and answer any questions you might have. Uh, that's a community. That's a Facebook group that we have. Three thousand members, all architects, all small firm architects. So uh, definitely make sure you're you're over there. Uh, but talk, let's talk about the the podcast. What was sort of the inspiration? Why? I mean, you're in the middle of launching an architecture firm, which is hard <laughs> enough. You know, it's going to take a tremendous amount of time and energy. Um, you want to launch a podcast in the middle of that as well, which also takes a lot, a lot of time and energy. Um, so what, what's the inspiration behind the podcast? Uh, so over my career, I've kind of had this experience where in my mind, I've felt the architecture and the greater building industry are um, not to sound dramatic, but uh, kind of under fire to some extent. Um, and I think we need to kind of shake things up. And, and part of that, uh, my perception is that um, the greater public understands um, or 
the greater public has an appreciation for architecture and buildings, but they don't understand uh, what goes into it and and how much is calculated and and perceived and and the effects of a of a good space or a bad space. Um, so I and then on the other front is the people that are in the building industry, um, not just architects, but others uh, in the industry are not, they understand what architects do, but they there's an undervaluation of what architects can bring to the table. Uh, so the goal of the podcast, there's, there's sort of three parts. Uh, one is to promote the building industry to the general public. Um, so give them a historical background and a relationship to the way that uh, society, the, the changes in society uh, can mold how spaces are designed and vice versa. Spaces can, can have an effect on society. Uh, secondly, highlighting those changes that have occurred over, um, over history and, and into the future. And then the last part of it is creating sort of a collaborative environment um, for different disciplines of the building industry to, to have a conversation about different things. So our podcast is set up where we have um, myself as the architect. Uh, we have a, a, a gentleman that's a kind of on the construction side um, who does operations and uh, business development. Um, we initially started with a, a, a woman that was a uh, economic um, specialist uh, focused specifically on millennials, um, but she's since left the show to kind of pursue and focus more uh, more things with her actual job. And then uh, uh, we have a new person that just stepped in, a, a woman that is on the builder developer side. Um, she's the vice president of land acquisition. So we kind of have this three headed monster that, that approaches our um, studies and, and gives their opinions on the development of a specific project type. Um, and, and we're all millennials. So we kind of have that, that perspective of what we're seeing, uh, in our everyday lives and how those things are affecting spaces. It's it's a very interesting show, and and also just as an aside, very well produced. Um, sounds really good. Have you have uh, music throughout the whole thing? It's very well done. It it sounds a, a lot like the you know the 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 top podcasts that are out there, ninety nine percent invisible, and that type of podcast. It's it's you're doing a, a great job with the production of it, um, and hey. the, and the topics are really interesting. Um, so you, so you sort of take a building type, maybe schools, or I, I, I saw prisons was one of them. Um, and so what, how do you typically go about doing that? Do you sort of give some history about it and then talk about what's the current situation? Exactly. Um, so, so far we've, I think we're on our, I want to say 16th episode or something like that. Uh, we launched in December of, uh, of last year. Um, and we, we're usually putting them out every two weeks, uh, roughly. And uh, topics that we've covered so far have been off-site construction, uh, smart cities. We talked a little bit about company culture, and we brought in the CEO of Where Malcolm. Um, and he discussed kind of company culture and then office design. Uh, talked about specifically millennials on spaces um, uh, or their effect on spaces. 
a couple other big ones that we brought in were um, the executive director of a, a, com- or a organization called Pathways of Hope. And we talked about homelessness. Uh, Pathways of Hope is an organization that uh, supplies food and, and shelter for, for homeless um, individuals in Orange County. And, um, and another one to mention was the host of the DIY network, um, shows lawn and order. And I hate my yard, uh, Sarah Bendrick. She's a landscape designer and contractor. Uh, she joined us to talk about home renovation. Um, so yeah, we, uh, I talked myself out of your, your original question. No, but that's basically, we were talking about topics. And so, yeah. So yes, I, it, uh, so like, that's kind of the the range of. I mean, we're all over the place, um, and uh, the show structure. I think that's where you were going. Yeah, uh, the show structure is we'll we'll have a particular project type or topic. Um, we give a historical reference, um, kind of from as far back as we can track uh, up to now, and then. Uh, we have an open discussion about historic, the historical um, content, and then um, discuss future thing, uh, future items, and things that are going on right now. Uh, all again from the prism of our individual uh, specialized um, backgrounds, and then uh, the other, you know, thing or part of the show is as you hear some nonsense from between the three of us uh, <laughs> things that are going on in our lives uh, I'll I'll drop in a few things about um, you know starting up my own firm and the the issues that I run into and and wins that I get uh, here and there so or uh, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit different because it's not so technical that um, the you know, the average person that's not in the industry uh, will be lost listening to it. It's pretty easy to listen to, uh, pretty entertaining, I think. Uh, we've got some characters on the show and uh, good good content. Yeah, I, I listened to the, um, to the Prisons episode and I found it really interesting to sort of understand some of the, the history and the background on a topic like that and then, and then, hear it hear you guys discuss it in terms of today and and society and how it's affecting society i could and and i could see how that could you know go on forever you can just take a a, a topic and how architecture affects society and how society affects architecture um and and from you know a point of view of millennials the podcast is is produced by millennials and so it's interesting also to see and hear um the points of view of young architects and young and younger people uh, who are sort of grown up in in the um, uh, the computer age? I mean, because from my my age, I'm 48 years old. I lived, I you know, I remember when there were no computers, you know, yeah. and then and then how computers came, and now the computers are everywhere, and now it became mobile, and now you know, and then we have social media, and and how all of that sort of affects our society. Um, but you've basically lived in a world that that didn't that it was always there that that's part of a different, uh, a different way of thinking. And so it, it'll be interesting to hear your points of view on different topics in terms of, uh, you know, and, and from, from a point of view of, of an architect and other people in the building industry. 
Yeah, and and that's actually one uh, one of the episodes we're going to do in the future is a uh, technological advancements that have affected and are affecting and will affect uh, our industry, um, both on the construction and architectural side. There's a lot of apps coming out now that are uh, making things easier, being able to sketch live in a in a space. Um, a lot of cool things uh, using Oculus, for example, for uh, construction, um, where you can basically lay out uh, a floor plan and quickly just put the stud where it's shown on your on your camera or your uh, glasses. Um, so a lot of cool things going on. In my last episode, I spoke with Rachel Prinz, who is a, a storyteller, essentially. She's an architect, trained architect. She's doing marketing and branding for architecture. She's sort of story, is telling the story of architecture. She has a, um, a for-profit firm as well as a nonprofit doing storytelling, essentially telling the story of architecture. Um, and we were talking about how important it is for architects to each, each one of us to, to do our part in telling the story of architecture, of what architects do and who we are and what we do. Um, and I see that is exactly what you're doing with Spaces Podcast, is that you're out there telling the story of, of architecture, the history of architecture, the current status, stage, you know, status of architecture, as well as what's happening in your own personal lives as architects and professionals in the building industry. Hey, let's take a quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect. We can't be doing this without them. So let's say thank you to Arcat, FreshBooks, and Gusto. Summer is for being outdoors and going on vacation, right? Not spending extra hours in the office. Well, luckily, our friends at Arcat can help. No matter where you are, maybe on a sandy beach or in a vacation home, or maybe you're working from home on your staycation, well, Arcat has a great tool to help you stay connected with colleagues and clients. Arcat's free service, Charette, allows you to create projects, collaborate, assign tasks, share your thoughts, or simply create a portfolio to promote your firm for free. It's absolutely free. Just like everything at Arcat, it's free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash Arcat and click on the charrette button right up at the top of the page. That's entrearchitect.com slash A-R-C-A-T, Arcat. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notifications. And getting started with FreshBooks is ridiculously easy. Most people send their first invoice seconds after starting their free trial. The same goes for tracking time, managing expenses, collaborating with contractors, and viewing financial reports. Fast, easy, maybe even life-changing. And if you need help at any time, free award-winning customer service is just a phone call or an email away. And if you have ever had second thoughts, don't worry. On top of our free trial for Entree Architect listeners, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee so you don't ever have to worry about choosing FreshBooks. So give FreshBooks a try. It's free for 30 days. Just visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and then let them know that we sent you by sharing Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access your free 30-day trial today. 
Payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business. You don't have time to be an expert in things like taxes and regulations, and old school payroll providers just aren't built for the way that we work today. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy for you to get it right. No longer do you have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. And to help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free. Once you run a first payroll, three months free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash gusto. That is entrearchitect.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O, and claim your free three months of payroll processing today. RCAT, FreshBooks, and Gusto. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Is, is there, was that the intention to sort of tell the story of architecture or is it more sort of uh, focused on, on you guys yourselves? Uh, exactly. It's, um, it's about telling the story of architecture. It, and it, this has been evolving and becoming more and more clear, um, you know, over the recent months as we've continued to go on. Uh, so the first episodes don't sound like the newest episodes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's, uh, it's definitely about telling that story and making it uh, sort of pal- palatable um, to the greater public, uh, those that aren't involved in the industry on a day-to-day basis to, to begin to understand and appreciate, uh, what we do and all the parts that go into it. Cause it's a massive industry that has a huge effect on, on everyone. Um, that stat we spend, what is it? 90 some percent of our time indoors. Um, so we, we want to make a greater platform. Um, cause I think as, architects as as the building industry we talk to ourselves a lot um and i think we need to like you like you mentioned and and your guests we need to broaden that platform to to promote to everyone all of our users um and make it uh understandable to you know anyone that that may not be in the industry so they can develop that appreciation appreciation and understand why um, why it's important and why they need to contribute to that, that process. Is any part of the strategy from a, from a business point of view with your own firm, do you imagine that as the, the popularity of the podcast grows, that people will sort of learn who you are and what you do and, and may come to you for services? Uh, yes, that is definitely a, a part of it. Um, it's not necessarily a um, uh, something that I'm, you know. Yeah, it's not the primary driver. Exactly, it's not the primary driver, uh, but it is uh, a benefit to doing it as the show grows. If I can get to a point where where I am known and uh, can pick and choose uh, the work that I get, that would be a great place to be in. Um, but it's not the primary driver. Yeah. And, but I think it's something that, that many of us can do, you know, podcasts are hard, so I wouldn't recommend that everybody go out and start a podcast. 
Um, but there are many different platforms that we can all choose from. Um, and by, by putting yourself out there and telling your story in whichever format you can, whether it's writing in a blog or, or a video or a podcast or however you want to do it, getting on stage and speaking, um, however you do that, you do two things. One is you promote the profession. You promote, you tell the story of what we do and how we do it. Um, but it also can become a platform for you to be, to, to gain exposure. The more people who know you, who you are, uh, and what you do, the more likely that it's going to become a marketing tool as well. And I recommend that you embrace that, that, that it doesn't, doesn't need to be a, a driving force. It shouldn't be the primary goal because then the authenticity of what you're doing is, is deteriorated. But, but I've also seen people sort of um, push that away, that they, they don't want to assume that it's going to bring um, uh, business or the, that, it, that it takes away from what you're doing. And uh, I think it should be both. I think it should be storytelling. It should be passion, your personal own personal passion, but it should also be a way to uh, put yourself out there and your business out there so that you can grow a strong, thriving business. So then that sort of feeds, I talk about this all the time, that one feeds the other, that the passion should feed the business and then the business should then feed the passion, um, which would allow you to grow the passion. You'll have the time and the resources and the money to actually put more effort and more time into the passion when you have a successful business. So if you sort of combine the two uh, with the intention from the beginning uh, that it will actually help support one another. Yeah. Another part of it was that, um, as I was kind of coming up in the industry and, um, you know, learning, I, I had this, or there's this goal to, it's a kind of a grand goal to, to basically change the world through architecture. And as I grew up in this industry, I became, it became more aware of, the limitations of our industry, what, and the limitations of, um, you know, individuals, you can only do so much, uh, on your own. So the goal is to, to develop this, this platform and this, uh, brand that I can hopefully inspire more people, um, to do things, uh, to, to design better, to, uh, speak to each other with more respect uh, between the different disciplines to understand each other, uh, to hopefully uh, make this movement of change uh, that I could not necessarily do on my own. Um, I can only design so many buildings. So uh, that, that was part of it as well um, in this development. How much, how, you had mentioned that you grew up in Compton. Um, how much of your childhood and the background of growing up in Compton has sort of uh, influenced what you're doing today? Um, I think a lot. What what it really, it was a foundation of toughness, honestly. Um, I, I Every little bump that I uh, encountered along the way, um, while it was a little bit of a setback um, in thinking back to kind of where I came from, uh, people that I saw, other routes that were possible, um, helped me get through those moments. I remember being in, in college um, and having negative $300 in my account, trying to figure out how am I going to buy materials to 
to build my model for for school and literally breaking down in the middle of Home Depot and just crawling in a ball in the aisle um, and just trying to figure out how do I get through this. Um, so toughness, I think, was was one of the things that that really um, kind of resonated and stuck with me as as a foundation and got me through a lot of uh, bumps along the road. How did how, and you can go into this or, or not? But how did you how did you do it? How did you? Because there's probably not a lot of architects coming out of Compton, so <laughs> so how did you do that? How did you go from Compton to Spaces Podcast and and launching your own architecture firm? Um, family, honestly, the uh, my my grandmother had me in the house, uh, cleaning cleaning the house. She just uh, kept you out of trouble. Yeah, just uh, keep me busy. Yeah, uh, um, didn't allow me to, you know, to have an opportunity to go down the wrong path. Uh, my friend always, to this day, my next door neighbor, uh, pokes fun at me about how my grandmother would have the two of us on a Saturday um, cleaning the oil stains off of our driveway. <laughs> <laughs> As a picking, smart woman, picking weeds from our flower bed. Um, seeing my mom work three jobs, uh, to keep me in the, in the, the private school. Uh, my dad, um, you know, working nonstop. Uh, he's a firefighter. Uh, he worked nonstop and, uh, they weren't together. Uh, so my, my dad lived in, um, in Riverside and he would, at the time Riverside was a really nice, uh, area where he was. So taking me outside of Compton, uh, every couple weeks for the weekend, uh, taking us on trips when he could, um, allow me to have this greater perspective. So I think, uh, you know, being able to see all those different things added this foundation and this motivation, uh, to, to kind of move forward and, and want, want to get out of where I was, uh, and have a vision of where that could be. How much of it is, is obligation that you've come from this place, your grandmother worked hard to keep you out of trouble, your mom and dad worked their butts off to sort of get you to the right schools and, and put you in the right environment. Is there a sense of, of obligation that you have that you sort of have to succeed? A ton. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like there's been so much investment in me um, that I, I have to deliver. Um, I promised my grandmother that I would get her a car. <laughs> um, so just, just things like so you that. You got work I, to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of obligation, um, yeah. to kind of pay back, pay it back, uh, not only to my family, but to create, uh, sort of a vision for others. Um, because it's, n you don't have to be there, but you have to have an understanding of what's possible. Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about that because I because I know there are people who are listening, who who have struggled to get to where they are, and know people who who are in the position of not knowing how to get out of that position, and so mm -hmm. to learn from your story that you know that grandma focused on keeping you busy because if you were busy you're going to stay out of trouble, you know, and people working hard to get you to where you are, and you having that sense of obligation and and toughness and. Um, and the sense that hard work is going to get me success, that, that that's what's going to get me out, out and into the, into the profession that I want to be in, uh, is, is grit and hard work. 
you know, and that's, yeah. that's the, that's the, the secret, you know, people are looking for the secret to success. The secret to success is buckle down and work your butt off. Yep. Um, and so it's, uh, it's great to hear your story. It's great to hear your voice on spaces podcast. Um, I, I look forward to, uh, to following your journey with the profession. Um, and if there's anything I can do to help you, uh, proceed with your podcast or your profession, absolutely uh, reach out and let me know. Great. Yeah. I'll send you an email with the list of questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to do that really sincerely. I, I'm happy. That's, that's my passion is to help people get to the next step. So I'm happy to do that. Um, and anybody else who's listening, don't hesitate to reach out to me with questions. I'm happy to answer them. All right, Demetrius, before we wrap up here, I have one final question for you. What is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Uh, so it's not, it's not necessarily a, a one quick thing that you can do. Uh, it's, it's sort of a process, but I would say commit to flexibility. Um, things rarely go the way that we plan them out exactly. Um, so you have to be flexible along your journey. Um, and, and what flexibility will do for you, it, it keeps you in the moment. So you're not necessarily bogged down by, um, by your past, whatever, whatever has happened to you in the past, you, you kind of, you can learn from it and let it go. Um, and it doesn't, um, uh, make the future seem untouchable. So it keeps you in the moment because you have to navigate whatever situation comes to comes towards you. Um, and then that commitment to flexibility will ultimately turn anything that, that most people may consider failure. It turns it into an obstacle or just a minor setback for you. Um, and, and you just have to get around it and figure out the new path to get to where you're ultimately trying to go. So I would say flexibility is the the one thing that I would recommend everybody to to adopt and commit to. That's a great one. And sometimes that that um, that failure or that that obstacle actually becomes an opportunity. Yeah. That, that at first you don't realize it because it's not what you had planned, and so it mm -hmm. didn't work out the way you thought it would. But if you open up to the possibility that it that it actually is what it should be. Um, then that flexibility, flexibility allows you to see those opportunities that you may not have otherwise saw, seen. Very good yeah. one. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Um, Demetrius, thank you for uh, hanging out and telling your story. Thank you for what you're doing on Spaces Podcast. Um, on the web, it's spacespodcast.com, and pretty much all throughout social media, it's Spaces Podcast. If you search it up, you'll find it, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Demetrius, is there anything you want to say before or anything else you want to share uh, before we wrap up here? I uh, just wanted to highlight a few upcoming episodes yeah, and yeah. anyone that uh, is interested in being a guest on our um, on our show, uh, you can email us at hello at spacespodcast.com and uh, just highlighting a few episodes coming up. Uh, we have an amusement park episode. So oh, we're cool. all over the place. <laughs> we have a, a pretty fun amusement park episode coming up uh, in the next week or so. Uh, skyscrapers, um, lead, and well. Um, so I know you mentioned you hadn't heard of well. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go into, into detail about those two. And uh, technological advancements. I mentioned that before. And... Um, and we're going to try and cap off this year with uh, hopefully if we can pull it off a, um, a remote 
recording of a brewery. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> that, that's strategic. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very It'll cool. It'll be a party to celebrate our, our first year. Very cool. I've, I have already subscribed. And uh, after this podcast, I'm going to go back to episode one and, and download them all and listen to them all because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to following your story and I want to hear it from the beginning. So uh, I'll, I'll do that as soon as we're done here is go back to episode one. So Demetrius, thank you very much for joining us here and for sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So there you go. Spaces Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, you can go find it at spacespodcast.com. Demetrius is going to be a successful guy. I can, I can hear it in his voice. I love his podcast. Since recording that episode, I have listened to all of them. I'm all caught up. Um, I'm just waiting. Actually, the amusement park episode is waiting on my podcast, so I, on my podcast player. Uh, so I'm going to be listening to that soon. Uh, really good. Really good. Lots of progress throughout the whole show from beginning to end. Um, I love his voice, the calmness in his voice. Uh, it's fantastic for a podcast. So uh, go check it out. It's, uh, I highly recommend it. He, he's working really hard on it. You'll see it in the edits. Uh, so definitely check it out at podca- um, spacespodcast.com. This is episode 232. Would you please share that episode with a friend? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat email, however you want to do it, just share it. I really, really hope you can do that for me. That is the only thing I ask of you. It's entrearchitect.com slash episode 232. entrearchitect.com slash episode 232. And while you're at it, go check out my friends over at Arcaspeak and Inside the Firm, two other great podcasts. So go check those out, Arcaspeak podcast and Inside the Firm podcast. And go check out the Entree Architect community on Facebook. It is a private Facebook group on Facebook, obviously. It's free, and it is the most interactive, most supportive, and encouraging, the most positive place on the internet in the world, I would venture to say, for small firm architects. Come join us. It's free at entrearchitect.com slash group. You will love it. My name is... Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to go build a better business so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, share what you know. Thanks for listening, and have a fantastic week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. 
Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.